Welcome to the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. Welcome back into another edition of the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. Uh, I'm Jordan Pace. I uh, thought I'd join this episode, a special episode 150. I'm joined by the hosts, the co-hosts, Matt Suggs and Zach Henson. Guys, how are we doing? Thanks for having me on. What's up? Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, I uh, hope you guys are having a good week. I'm currently crying, not because uh, you know how sentimental and special this episode 150 is, but I just um, cut and sliced three pounds of onions. I'm making uh, a dinner tonight, so if, uh, if the tears get after me tonight, it's because it's of the onions, not because of, of the memories. What are you and Brandy eating that requires three pounds of onions? Funny you should ask. French onion soup requires oh. a lot of onions. Okay, okay. All right, that just seems so, like a lot of onion consumption for a couple. I think it is, but um, that's kind of how I tend to cook is I, I over-prepare. Um, and kind of how people said I used to do the podcast. I would over-prepare, and I, we, our episodes would go very long. So hope, hope we don't do that tonight. Um, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, speaking of what we're eating, I just ate two bowls of frosted shredded mini wheat. So just throwing that out there. I have, yet, I have yet to eat dinner, so – we're going to figure something out after this is over. All right. So, Matt, you invited me on for this special episode 150. Feels like it was just yesterday that we did the last uh, in memoriam, not in memoriam, but a memorial episode of episode 100. Um, 150 episodes. Congrats to, to you guys um, for this, this last stretch and then going all the way back to episode one. Oh, man, that was so long ago, Matt. Episode one was July twenty third, two thousand fifteen. Jordan, where were you on July twenty third, two thousand fifteen? Aside from being in Zach's living room, how has life changed since July twenty third, two thousand fifteen? I don't know exactly where I was that day. I think we were Zach and I were probably prepping for the pre draft meeting that would have been at Zach's parents' house. I think it was the one and only meeting there because we all got there and realized that Zoom was not going to work. Um, way out in uh, the backwoods of all good. I shouldn't say backwoods, but I think there was a cell reception issue. So we ended up moving those meetings, but we were probably prepping for, for the pre-draft meeting. Like you said, we were at Zach's old house crowded on his uh, sectional with the laptop on the Ottoman. We got the Dan Patrick show on mute in the background. <laughs> um, I was in my last year. Yeah, it was great times. I remember being like in my last year of college at tech and I would run over in between classes on my lunch break to uh, record the episodes with Zach, and, and uh, we probably did what fifteen episodes or so like that, Zach. Yeah, I think so. I, and I remember all, always wanting to do the podcast idea, and we kind of had talked about it maybe the year before, and we just never did it. And finally, we decided to give it a shot um, in 2015. And uh, so, yeah, glad we did it. it turned I mean, out to be something pretty good. We've talked about this before, I feel like, but. The original, before the podcast, everything happened on the CMB message board, I feel like. Before Facebook, right. before the podcast, all smack talk, everything that happened, happened on that crazy message board where we had like post-a-thons and all kinds of crazy things on that that right. uh, that board. It was, it was wild times back then. Yeah, but before we changed uh, posts, or before I... We had somebody that was helping us host uh, the the message board, and I remember um, 
she told me that she had backed up the entire message board. So if we ever wanted to bring it back, she had it. And I mean, wow. that was a, that was a long, long time ago. Like she has no it way. now? No way. No way. But I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> but back then, you know, once uh, the message board ended, she, she told me that she had saved it. So, I mean, I could email, but I highly doubt that um, she even has that. That's that's the hidden part of CMB that people. It's always a funny thing to like tell people about when they ask. Is I would tell people. I actually I wouldn't tell people that I hosted a fantasy football podcast because then that implies that you're like some type of fantasy football expert, which I am not. Um, but I would people ask what the name of the podcast was. And it's kind of like when someone asks you your job when you're at like a social event. You're like oh, I don't want to talk about this. So I would say the podcast name, and they'd say, Wait, what's what's CMB? And then you have to explain what Campbell Ball message board. Well, what's Campbell Ball? What's a message board? It's it's a very like funny thing to explain in uh, in 2020, 2021. Um, yeah, plus, but, plus CMB just sounds good. CMB, you know. I yes. Mean, what are we gonna say? Like CFF? I mean, CFF's all right, I guess. But. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think I think the podcast initially started. I'll, I'll give Zach credit for the idea. I don't exactly remember who approached you, but I'm pretty sure it was Zach. But I think you initially had the idea to just sort of be a way or a place to share league news uh, for like the pre-draft meeting and maybe, maybe do like a weekly episode where we like picked the games. I don't think you or me, or I don't think we ever envisioned this being like around the year type of thing with shows where we talk about the NFL draft and March madness and like general NFL news. I, I don't think that was ever something like that you had thought about Zach. No, I, I think I probably have some notes somewhere on Dropbox or uh yeah, Evernote. Know, somewhere Evernote, yeah, Evernote, yeah. Evernote, and uh, just I was trying to think of things that we could talk about, uh, different topics, you know, per week and stuff like that. So I really, I probably still have those. I could probably dig it up, but uh, yeah, never really thought it would turn into 150 episodes. I have a clip of the first episode. Ooh, we're gonna play okay, it. This is it. this is the intro of the very first episode, July 23rd, 2015. <laughs> This is before we got sued by Jack White. (laughs) All right. Welcome into the CMB Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Pace, here with Zach Henson, League Commissioner. We're here at the Henson Home. Yep. And uh, we're going to, this podcast, Zach, tell us a little bit about this and why we started it. Yeah, so this is something that we've wanted to do for years. And the goal of the league is just to, for our fantasy football league to be more fun and unique than your average league that you might just join at the office or something. So this is really for you guys. And hopefully, you know, each week we'll be able to do a podcast talking about you and your team and interviewing some of the, the guys throughout the season. Yeah, so that was the the first episode. Wow, you guys wow, yeah. sounded like babies. Yeah, I was, you, Matt, you asked like what has changed since we first did that first episode, and I had forgotten that I went through puberty at twenty three years old. That's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first episode was all about the pre draft meeting, and I listened to it the other day. I'm I'm thankful you were able to find that, Jordan. Um, there was a lot of rule changes we tried to implement that year. And and really? I feel like I feel like the the beginning of the podcast was strictly to try to explain substitutions. Oh yeah. Half of the episode I, was Jordan trying to question Zach on how exactly substitutions were going to work. 
great. I idea. think that was that was James Lane's idea. I want to say it was. And it was. It was. Yeah, it was uh, James's idea, and I was like, you I, know what? That is a really good idea. And I, I'm pretty sure it came about because you know, like the luck with James's teams over the years, or, or lack thereof. I think he probably had a couple of weeks in the 2014 season where just so many guys were getting hurt mid-game, and he wanted he wanted some type of substitution. Um, but that is not the case this year with with James. He's he's not needing no, uh, any rule right. rule changes. Yeah, well, yeah, except Debo got hurt. Debo's a little hurt. That's right. Yeah, he'll be all right. The Almond Brothers will be okay. They will. We'll talk about that later. But I'm thankful that the podcast has happened. I'm thankful we're at episode 150. We kind of went through the pandemic, wondering if if that was kind of the end of the podcast, and we've kind of kicked it back off, probably with more of the format of the original intent, I would think, where we kind of strictly talk about our league. Uh, we kind of kind of keep it short. Um, I don't know how I joined this whole deal. I think I just crashed your house one day. Yeah, I was going to say, Matt, you've been around for for really, I think, since the beginning. Um, that was kind of – I wouldn't say that we have – that Zach and I ever had like Danettes or people who came along and, and hung out, but I would say you were definitely one of them. Um, Ross back in the day. It was always fun to have people over in person, but then having people join over Zoom – I, I think like any any show where it's just two people or just one person, it's always better when you have people join the fold. What, what do you think, Zach? No, I definitely agree, and uh, definitely appreciate everybody that's chipped in. You know, interviews, sitting in stuff. Uh, it takes a lot to put together a rundown, and I know Suggs, you and Pace have done a lot of the rundowns and stuff like that. So. Uh, the more the merrier, especially with the podcast. Well, and I feel like the reason that I got really involved was probably to help the podcast survive because I started editing it. So there were yeah. a lot of a lot of years yeah. where you guys would be the podcast hosts and I would do all the editing because you guys yeah. just didn't have time to do it. Yes. Yeah, Matt, is, Matt, Matt was our producer for sure. Yep. Um, I, I in, like, like what Zach was saying about the rundown and stuff and, and trying to get people to come on, whether it be like, guests um you know like i'm sure we'll talk about later people who are in the media or people just in our own league even it's kind of like i would equate it to how i imagine being a parent is like trying to sell your kids smart cards or your girl scout (laughs) cookies like asking people to come on the podcast is so like shameful and like i don't know yeah that was always that was always an element of it too like hey do you want to come on my fantasy football podcast it's like oh (laughs) and it's yeah and even even getting our own league competitors is way harder now because everybody's married, has children, jobs have changed, we've moved to different places, but this still keeps us connected. So I do, when people ask me about this league, I'm in three different leagues, and I'll say uh, the one league that I pay the most attention to is the CMB League, and we have a podcast. And that's the way I kind of explain that this one's different than any other league. Yeah, maybe they're the ones listening, you know? I mean, we get like, you know, close to 30 listens per week, so maybe it's other people. It would be yeah, really I would awkward. Say, <laughs> I, I, think the th- I think the thing that I've always loved about our, you know, league the most, but also is just with this podcast even even more so, is managers from CMB have kind of used this podcast platform just for like general PR purposes over the years, uh, <laughs> which has just been like hilarious. Like you've got guys like Kevin – who you know has used his interviews at times to kind of like defend himself, defend his draft picks, his trades, you know, etc. Um, you know, you had before Rish was getting like free ads for his realty business, he was giving free <laughs> shout outs to Slim Jims. 
Um, you know, Jeff Gaw has come on in the past to discuss why he refuses to use Facebook and how like Dak Prescott, that jersey resale, it tanked. Um, and then, of course, you, know, you can't forget about Jacob Adams coming on and defending his co-manager, calling him, I think it was a very passionate man after oh, Jay man. got a little hot. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. So just people coming, people coming on using it like a press conference. I love when stuff like that happens. Some people prefer to use the Facebook group to get their message out, which is kind of like the new CMB, the new message board. But I always loved it when people would use the podcast as kind of their preferred platform. Oh, yeah. Well, we are on episode 150. Uh, we asked the league to send us some audio clips, some messages about episode 150. Uh, didn't get a great response, but that's pretty common when you yeah. run a podcast. Uh, but we got a few. Carver Moore, Carver Moore and Chase Gaw have sent several things in, but never on the same week. And Carver sent it this week. Zach, do you want to share what Carver had to say? Yes. Uh, yeah, Carver sent me a text, and it just said, Chase and I and the rest of the rest of the 12 – okay, sorry. Chase and I and the rest of the should-be 10-2 and two, uh, Big Orange Foley's <laughs> franchise would like to congratulate you, Suggs, and Pace for 150 podcast episodes. Hashtag chop on. <laughs> oh. Hey, that, that reminds me of one thing. Pace, did you know the Braves won the World Series? Yeah. Hey. Yeah, I heard all about it. I uh, – I, I can't say I watched a full inning of the uh, World Series, but, yeah, well, I was happy for everyone involved. Well, you missed out. Yep. All right. I'm hey, still pumped. Still excited. One of our big contributors to the podcast um, in many, many ways is Jake. Jake is uh, a big part of the pre-draft for sure, and it's some, some must-listen, must-listen, well-prepared things come from Jake. Jake sent us a clip. And I want to play it right now. You guys cool with that? Let's do it. Hey, this is Jake. I uh, just want to say congrats on the episode 150. I always appreciate the effort and time that you guys take to put uh, these episodes together. Uh, definitely one of the highlights of my week. Uh, looking back at, at some of the past episodes, uh, definitely John McClain. I think that was kind of a game changer uh, for this league. It kind of kicked off a great run of four episodes where we had uh, key media personnel from the AFC South uh, on the episodes and talking about all the teams. So it, it, it kind of put us on the map, I guess. And I thought that that was definitely one of the most memorable episodes that I can think of. Uh, some of the more recent ones that I can think of are uh, always Matt Collins ripping on Ross. Uh, those are always some of my favorite moments. Uh, one was Matt's reaction after the new bumper from the Ross's matchup of the week. Uh, I've probably listened to that about 10 times. It was so funny. Because it's now time for the What's Crack-A-Lackin' Big Dogs Matchup of the Week. What do you think? Tuck your shirts in. Every expression of happiness I felt last night when the Braves <laughs> won the World Series has been drained from my body. Wow. Wow. Oh, man. I feel cold <laughs> on the inside and the outside. Um, I feel gross. Yeah. Is there a shower available? Yes. Yeah. We, we have two. Um, it just feels like we're reaching for something <laughs> that I don't know what to be reaching for. Yeah, yeah. Can um, we get Griff on the podcast? Yeah, I might be able. What a joke. Yeah. Hey, I kind of liked it. You liked it? Yeah. yeah. You know? I hate you, Ross. 
Well, thanks, Matt Collins, for joining us on the CMB Fantasy Football League podcast. Great appearance. And uh, the one episode where Matt hung up on Ross, uh, that was also a really good one. (laughs) Ross, any last words for Matt Collins? Oh, man, I forgot to – when I first came on, I was supposed to – I forgot to tell everybody to calm down, stop you on, and tuck their shirts in. And that's why I was – you know, if I would have said that and got everybody in the right mindset, you know, right frame of mind, then this – this call, I mean, like Ross, I'm incredibly tempted to hang up on you right now. <laughs> oh, no. yeah, wait, you did. That was it. That's right. You He's just, gone. You just hung up. We don't need him anymore on this phone. Call. Oh, man. Wow. Wrap it up. Thanks, Ross. Wrap it up. Okay. No words to be said. No I like words. that, the hang you, up. You are a co-host. You get the power to hit the, there it hit is. the red We dumped circle. him. The dump button. Wow. Yeah. I like it. I like it. What's crack-a-lacking now? Yep. Big. Big. Dogs. <laughs> All right, Ross. Uh, See you, Ross. You're a terrible youth minister, probably a terrible banker, and a terrible <laughs> fantasy football manager. It's over. You You're, saved all that till after you hung up on it. No, uh, you kind of threw that in there. Well, he knows. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was one episode maybe a couple years ago. I was actually out running one day, and I turned on the podcast, and Pace was basically like praising my team. And uh, Zach was just like in the background, just like making all these like kissy faces. He was going, <laughs> and I was so I, I was actually out running, and I laughed so hard that like I just had to stop like whatever I was doing. Uh, that was definitely like one of the most uh, memorable moments for me. Uh, so yeah, those are just a few that I can think of. I uh, wanted to give out some trash talk. Uh, I want to address the Almond Brothers, the O Train. Or as I like to call the uh, LOL train. Uh, you know, I just want to remind you guys who you are. Uh, I just want to go over your, your past finishes here. 14th, 13th, 11th, 10th, 11th, 14th. I mean, I can, I can just keep going and keep going. So I just want to remind you who you are. I know that you're sitting there at 8-3. and three. You've got the most points in the league. I get it. You're going to have your little moment. That's cool. That's fine. But I just want to remind you who, who you are, and uh, everybody, every every league needs uh, the bottom dwellers, uh, so that the cream gets the rise to the crop, like myself. Uh, so I just want to say that Kim's crew is here to stay, always has been, and always will be reigning supreme. Wow, reigning supreme! Oh dear. So I have a couple of quick thoughts on that on that call from Jake or that that sound clip. So yeah. first of all, sick flex, Jake, that you run. Um, that's what I gathered from that. <laughs> uh, another thing is, uh, you know, it's I do I thought of this earlier today actually when you Matt you had asked about some some memories. I do remember Matt was you were talking about your involvement with the podcast, how long you've you've been you know on this podcast and in, in whatever capacity. Prior to Jake being my um, "Quote unquote love interest" in, in Zach's eyes, it was Matt. If you remember before Jake, the rumor was always that Matt Suggs and I would would one te- one day team up. Um, I don't remember when that moved over to Jake, uh, but it just sounds like through the years Zach has either secretly wanted me to team up with someone else. Maybe there's like a, a jealousy kind of complex going on, <laughs> but I I don't know. Um, I mean, if anything, Matt's. Uh, episode you know um, i don't know last episode or two or so ago and it was all about jake 
He might be trying to pull Jay. Ooh, Zach, you've started again. every one of these rumors. And uh, I don't know if you're feeling some jealousy there, Pace, or something. But, I mean, if Jake could, he probably went on and gave that episode five stars. Like, he rated that five stars. He was so – he had to be so pumped up about that episode. The, the time the time to have been jealous was when Matt officially teamed up with John Nichols, and uh, you know you saw how long that marriage lasted. Oh so. man, but what a joke! Yeah, that that was just uh, yeah, that was a joke. I remember that when John joined. Uh, the other thought I had was was talking about Matt, um, you know, smack talking Ross and all this. Did we ever post the video where? This happened in person at Teens for Christ. Yes, I was going to bring this up. That was my third oh, point. Oh man, yeah, that I mean. That's all I can think about was Courtney. Courtney was in on that one too. Yeah, Courtney and Matt at Teens for Christ staring down Ross from across like the auditorium. Man, that was that was some good stuff right there. And if you guys remember, that was sort of the league's introduction to Courtney because Matt was he, he. I think he flew solo for one year and then teamed up with Courtney. Yeah, he was really exotic years. Smash Mouth for one year. He was. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was yep. the Mike Malarkey Titans year. Well, he teams up with Courtney. No one knows who Courtney is because I think this was prior to the to the draft, I, I want to say. Maybe I'm wrong, but um, everyone's introduction to Courtney was him standing across from Ross with his arms crossed. Yeah, he's a big dude, really intimidating looking, just staring Ross down. And I'm like, man, this guy is no joke coming into this league. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jake had, yeah, some, that was great. Jake had some things to say to the Almond Brothers. So I think that's Ooh, probably probably a pretty good segue for us to take a trip around the league. So let's do that right now. Let's take a trip around the league. Guys, we just finished week 12 and I've made observations for the last several weeks. The first observation and I can't help but lead with it and we can comment about Jake's call are James and Blake the Almond Brothers. This is the biggest turnaround of all time in our fantasy football league. They are now the only team to secure a playoff spot with another big, big week. So um, if you guys have any thoughts about what Jake had to say, now's a good time. I just want to say that uh, I thought that Jake's clip, that was solid, and I really do like the uh, trash talk there at the end. And I'm really looking forward to next week's Almond Brother clip after uh, the trash talk. Yeah, I, I think uh, I, I've really loved the O-Train segment. I think the clip is perfect. Actually, gives me a chuckle every time I hear it. So well done, Matt. Um, but yeah, James has stepped it up this year. I think he's on another level. You could tell it's kind of like when Matt was saying, the more he's done this podcast, the more he's kind of kept up with fantasy football. I think as James and Blake have success, the more James really gets into the, the pageantry of this league and wanting to call in and, and do these segments. Um, Jake said something where I think he's trying to – obviously there's some jealousy there that, that you know, Kemp's is in seventh and James and, and Blake are in first. So there's some some envy there. Because um, when you're at the bottom – when you're bottom dwellers and you're in the basement with another person – that sounds weird. When you're in the basement with another team, <laughs> Am I in trouble? you, you want to keep them – like, like you know, uh, what's, the, what's the phrase? Misery loves company. So I, I don't think Jake likes seeing, um, you know, James and Blake – the Almond Brothers move into first place. Uh, so that was kind of explains his comment there, I think. Yeah. Do you guys want to hear the O Train's message this week? Oh, yeah. Here we go. Uh, yes. Ooh. 
Clickety-clackety-clickety-clack. What's that sound coming down the track? It's the O-Train. That's right, boys. Well, I hope you guys get bowl eligible. I know that uh, Tennessee did get bowl eligible with a big win against Andy, and it, it's, it only makes sense because Carver's one of your managers, and I really feel like we beat you like Tennessee beat Andy. So uh, that's a good day for us as well. So hopefully you guys got two more wins to get bowl eligible, uh, six wins. You might get the Music City, maybe a good Liberty Bowl. That'd be, that'd be fun for you. Um, everybody else, uh, well, looking forward to seeing you guys later in the playoffs they will run up some more big points you never know when i don't know miami's defense will go off for like 28 points that's just crazy what a week all right well zach matt love you guys happy 150th episode you guys enjoy your time with brother i want us in <laughs> brother i want us in what why are we why are we taking what's happening with i want us in what did, did you guys maybe say jordan without specifying the last name a hundred percent but why in the world would james think jordan Awanazin? <laughs> jordan Awanazin will only live stream on facebook about political events he's not going to co-host this podcast <laughs> yeah i what i took from that clip is james is feeling himself this year and <laughs> is loving life in cmb oh, just james next time you send us a message like pull over stop get in a room don't be on a subway train or, or oh, wherever you were man. for that but uh man there's been several moments of smack talk through this year uh, by different people, but the Almond Brothers are really the only ones that have backed it up every single week. I mean, you might as well. Yeah. Well done, James. Well done. You got a, you got your own intro out of this thing. <laughs> yes, the intro is gold. I love it. Observation number two is the bad luck of the Big Orange Bullies. They are the only team between 8th and 14th place to score over 2,000 points and are the only team with over 2,200 points against. They scored 192 and 180 over the last two weeks and lost to two teams who scored 215 and 211. Guys, the Big Orange Bullies, I mean, are they out of it? Is this it? Mm, no, I don't think I don't think anybody's out of it yet. I don't I- I don't want to uh, to spoil our matchup of the week or our uh, picks of the week, rather, but I, I think there's a chance that it may be spoiled for them. Maybe so. Maybe so. There's two weeks left in the regular season. Observation number three is that uh, this past week, no team jumped into the playoff hunt. So all eight teams remain the same. They shuffled around just a little bit. But my question is, what teams do you think can still make it in? Or what teams are in danger of 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 dropping out? Jordan, do you have any thoughts on that? 
Yeah, I think so. If you look at the teams that are, you know, six through, let's say, eleventh place, um, I I think that East Coast Wombats has a chance to move in mainly because they have the McCaffrey handcuff. I mean, what a terrible year to draft running backs high in the first round. Uh, everyone that's been been hurt this year, so I, I still think East Coast Wombats can move up. Isaiah forty thirty one, um, not as optimistic of of their chances. Um, don't stop believing, man. Talk about people who who have been had spurts of cockiness in this league this season. You started out uh, with Donut Stop Believing. I think Rish went 2-0 and to start the season. He was feeling himself. Cruise um, control. Then, he said he was in cruise, cruise control. He was on cruise control, and then he got humbled. I think the next person that went through that was maybe me. I got a little cocky. I don't remember being too braggadocious about it on the podcast, but you saw what happened to my team. Matt, I think you went through that a couple weeks ago, and now it's the O-Train. So I think at, at, at every point of the season – Teams are humbled, um, so I think Donut Stop Believing probably is going to feel the wrath of that as well. I don't see them getting in. He's won three straight. Um, that is the, true. Donut Stop Believing is in the record books for the easiest schedule so far this season. Oh, and they have zero, zero dollar zero dollar waiver budget. Yep. Um, yeah, I've had zero. Think, I've had zero dollars for like six weeks now, so I don't know. I don't know if that yeah. matters. Very true. I, I think for Jake too, um, Jake is finally getting some some injury luck back on his side. Jerry Judy and Miles Sanders are back in his lineup. Um, for Kyle Pitts, who I know has had some really terrible weeks for the last couple of weeks, if Calvin Ridley comes back um, for the last couple of weeks of the season, that really will open things up for Kyle Pitts. Uh, but you know, I, I I think a couple of teams that are in that five to eight range are, are probably locked in. What do you think, Zach? I think Jake's probably sending you a text right now saying, oh, "Thanks for the, thanks for the encouragement right there, Pace. I really appreciate that. Thank you." Feels like no, he's times. behind. He, he's behind me. Thank you so much. He's typing it up right now. Thank you. Oh, that's great. I'm, I'm just running a mile. Thank you. Okay, I'll run a mile for you. All right. Yeah, uh, I think that. Um, mm, I think Jake's going to be in there, and um, I think that. Isaiah forty thirty one. Believe it or not, I think he can make it to the playoffs. Nice. That's my take. Nice. Well, hey, let's uh, let's move right on to the All Pro team, and uh, let's hear if we broke four hundred points this week, Zach. All right, All Pro team. Top quarterback Josh Allen from Kemp's crew, thirty three point thirty points. Your top running back Lenny Fournette, West Coast Wombats, forty four point ten. Joe Mixon from Kemp's crew, thirty two point thirty. Uh, Jalen Waddle, strong side. How about that? What do you think about that, Suggs? Jalen Waddle's been solid this year. Hunter Renfro and Jalen Waddle are scary good in the wide receiver I like spot. It. I, li- I liked his little uh, the Waddle dance. Yes, that know? was nice. That was nice. Yeah, 20- 29.05 is the top wide receiver this week. Cordero Patterson for Greco is the top wide receiver at 27.50. Two weeks Mark in a row. An- yeah, Mark Andrews, top tight end. Almond Brothers, tight end whisperers. 21 points. Your top flex spot player is Eli Mitchell for Do- Donut Stop Believing, 27.80. He was Your on his bench. Player. Was he really? Yep. Oh, man. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. That's right. Your top your top kicker, Nick Folk. Big Orange Bullies, 21.30. Your top DST is Miami for the Almond Brothers, 29 points. Your top IDPs, Darius Leonard uh, for us, H&F, who was on our, be- our bench, 21.75. Ronnie Harrison Jr., uh, free agent, 21.50. Shaq Barrett, West Coast Wombats, 20.50, who is on their bench. 
Uh, Patrick Sertan uh, was a free agent, 22.75. And is it Rasul Douglas? Who knows? Free you agent, know Rasul Douglas. 373.85, bringing us to the total of what? Not even, not even close. Not, not, if it's not, not over 400, not I don't even rank it. Yeah, so 373, not that great. All right, back to you, Matt. What, what was that? That's me trying to, uh, you know, wrestle some papers over here. Do you just like grab your laptop and slam here. it on your desk or something? That's all I got. That's all I got. All right. I shared the rundown digitally, so no papers for you today. Yeah, sorry. All right. Uh, well, we'll just keep going with lists right now. Sometimes we forget to do this, but there's been some movement this week, and I specifically want you to take a look at uh, strong sides picks. Jordan, ro- roll through league pick them for us. Yeah, so league pick them. Uh, I think Chase Gaw of Big Orange Bullies has been in first for some time now, but he has a little bit of separation now. He is in first place with 54 total points. And then in second, you have Jacob Kemp's crew at 50. Nice. Um, and then followed by Matt Suggs of Strong Side and Jeff of Techno Power Runners tied at 49. Blake of the Fury at 48. And then uh, no no need to go uh, any further. Did you did you look at did you look at my picks from last week? How I did? Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, so it looks like Matt Suggs won a perfect seven and zero. How about that? Seven and zero. Nicely done. Last you week. never you never you never pick against yourself, but last week you famously said that you were picking against yourself. So and then apparently I didn't in my league pick them. Uh, okay. So which but I've done won, that a few times on the week. podcast. So I did win. Yes. Um, okay. Well. That is your current league pick It looks like uh, Chase Gaw, just as long as he sets lineups, he might be running away with this thing. So if I document my picks on the podcast and then accidentally don't change them to those picks, I guess I'm just lucky, right? That's right. I think it still counts. Um, Zach, deal. I think – are you one of those people, Zach, who does all the picks uh, before the season? I remember the first couple of years we did league, league pick Zach would do the, the random picks, would just start clicking stuff. You still do that, Zach? Uh, no, I don't know if that – maybe that was me. I can't remember. But I do want you guys to realize that uh, I I started at 10-4 and four there before Brian took the – he just said he was going to do it. So I have the highest uh, winning percentage correction. Uh, correct <laughs> 7-14. So I'm uh, just going to see if anybody can beat that towards and, the end. And Brian skipped a complete week. Yep, that did not help. That did yep. not help. Yep. I, I think it's time we start talking about um, maybe a new – Pick him, pick him profit. Seeing Greg Co there in seventh place is not a pretty sight. Oh, whoa, that is true. Goodness gracious, Greg. So he yep. did go five and two last week, though. So there's hope. There have been Very true. There have been three perfect seven zero weeks this year. One was Chase Gaw, and one was Reed Garrison. Wow. So it's I'm happened. You knew that. It's that happened three times. Good. Well, when I when I saw myself at seven and zero, I went back and looked because I wanted to say it's the only time it's happened this year, guys. But I, but I couldn't say that. Then you had to do the deep analytics, like your Pro Football Focus. It's like the CMB PFF. Yeah. yeah Man, real. I have looked back through the years this year more than I ever have before. So it's it's really cool that you can go back in Yahoo and look. One thing I do appreciate about this league very very much is that we don't change our names often yeah so you can look back and you can tell who you played without having to go look at the managers i'm cool that risher does that every year that's kind of his thing i'm cool with that it used to be kevin white he changed his name a lot 
but I'm glad we don't do that. I'm glad we kind of hang. I've changed my name a couple times, but I, I kind of like Strong Side. It's good. Pace, what's the name going to be when you and Jake team up? Uh, that's a good question. Yeah. I, I hadn't I hadn't thought of that. You toyed with changing your name this year, Pace. I don't believe you. You don't believe that I haven't I haven't given it thought about what our team name would be? Yeah, you when, and you and Jake. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't I haven't considered that one yet. Probably something Kemp's related. Oh no. <laughs> All right, guys, we got one big segment left. And it is our picks of the week. Picks of the week. First up this week is number four, H&F Industries versus number eight, Your Worst Nightmare. Guys, Lamar Jackson hasn't had over 18 points since week nine. And H&F has uh, Darren Waller out. Potentially out this week, right? Good he's got job. like an I an IT band issue, right? Yeah, he's out. He's out. Go get Fabian Moreau, Zach. Yeah, spend some fab uh, bucks. You need to make uh, that happen. No. Oh no. No. I, my my pick is pretty easy on this one. I'm going with H and F. Um, I think I think the Ravens because Kevin's kind of got a Ravens stack going of uh, Lamar and Marquise Brown. I just I don't see it this week against a pretty tough Steelers defense. Um, and then you know. The Rams just went 0-3. There's no way they're losing to Jacksonville. I, I expect a big night or night, a big afternoon for Matt Stafford against the Jags. And then finally, for Zach and, and Brian, Zeke is hurt. So they don't have to split that backfield anymore. Tony mm. Pollard is going to go off. No, so listen, I'm, expect, listen, I'm expecting listen. a big week. Have you seen all this, though? I mean, I wouldn't expect you guys to unless you have Zeke in other leagues. Now they're saying that Zeke is fully expected to play and handle a serious load tomorrow or thursday night that's what jerry jones has been saying jerry jones i wish zeke would would disappear yeah i'm with you i it would be it would be best for hnf that happened i agree yeah so now i don't know what we're going to do Uh, pollard looked good man he did he's looked good all year though that's the thing so yeah i don't know what we'll do we'll probably have to start both of them zeke and pollard and hope zeke can fall into a touchdown like he did uh for thanksgiving (laughs) Who's your pick, Zach? Uh, if Hopkins plays, um, man, I don't like Diggs versus New England, but I'm going to go with us. I'm going with H&F Industries. Up next is number nine, Donut Stop Believing. <laughs> oh, man. Versus the O-Train. Number one, the Almond Brothers. Do we have a train sound? That's what we need. Like a choo-choo <laughs> right there because uh, not going to be good. I've got this one. It's the O train. <laughs> um, last week Ron Risher played the worst team in the league. This week he's playing the best team in the league. Pat Mahomes is coming off of a bye week, which is uh, probably good news considering what the Chiefs have done this year, fantasy wise, which hasn't been a typical Chiefs year. Nick Chubb is on a bye week this week. Saquon Barkley's back. Rob Gronkowski's back. Guys, I'm picking Risher this week. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I want to continue riding the O train. I really do. And I actually haven't um, rode, ridden. Been, been, I have not taken a ride on the O train in the last couple of weeks. Um, I've actually picked against the Allman Brothers and Lee Pickham. For whatever reason, I think I'm trying. That's like a um, you know everyone's picking the Almond Brothers. Let's let's take a flyer and, and, and go the other way. But uh, it's hard to not pick them this week. 
Um, they've got Jonathan Taylor, a league winner, who's just been going scorched earth and going off pretty much since week four, and he gets the Houston Texans defense. So mm. um, it's hard not to pick the Almond Brothers. And I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this as well: my John McClain, no thank you player of the year, not even of this week, but of the year, is Giants running back Saquon Barkley. No thank you. So I am picking the Almond Brothers. I, uh, as much as I like the O train, I do think that there could be an upset this week. Uh, losing uh, Debo is big for them. Emmanuel Sanders going up against New England's defense, who has been fantastic, and Sanders has really not done much. Uh, and then they're having to start start Mike Davis versus Tampa Bay's defense. Uh, just doesn't bode well for their team. But who knows? Maybe uh, Joey Bosa will play quarterback or running back for them and get thirty points or something like that. But I think if you're picking in league, pick them. Donut Stop Believing is uh, not a bad option this week. For the record, my no thank you player is Allen Robinson. No thank you. <laughs> Up next is number number 11, East Coast Wombats, versus number 13, Tecmo Power Runners. Guys, the Tecmo Power Runners are facing a broken ECW. Uh, CMC is out. Russell Wilson is just not Russell Wilson. I don't know what's going on. He was making some weird wonky passes uh, last night. And uh, it's possible that Jalen Hurts sits this week. So that leaves Taysom Hill as the starting running back for the Tecmo Power Runners. But I still am going to pick Tecmo Power Runners this week. Yeah, this is probably the first time they found themselves as heavy favorites. And I know that's because um, East Coast still has a couple guys uh, in their lineup with bye weeks. But heavy favorites, according to Yahoo, um, they have probably the best stolen handcuff of CMB this season. They have Alexander Madison, took him from Greg, who had Dalvin Cook. Alexander Madison is about to, if if Cook's out for the next couple of weeks, he's going to be a league winner. Um, Alexander Madison, probably the best handcuff. Uh, in the NFL, better than Chuba Hubbard, better than pretty much anybody. Um, so I, I like this for Techno Power Runners. Taysom Hill could have a big week. This, this will be his, his first start, technically. Jim uh, has started the season, and then they went with, with Trevor Simeon for whatever reason. Um, Zach, what do, you, what do you think? Yeah, I, ju- I think uh, you could do a whole, just kind of like how we've highlighted some other teams, you could highlight East Coast Wombats just for the bad luck that they've had this year with injuries and just uh, – I mean, just really a lot of injuries that they've had um, so far out of their top five picks. Um, all of them have been injured except for one, which was Darren Waller. Right. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, uh, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Gus Edwards, and Russell Wilson. So, I mean, they just had some really bad luck with their team. And and like you said, Pace, talking about um, Tecmo having Madison on their team, could be enough to resurrect them and take them out of the ice bucket cha- uh, championship mm. right there. I think that's huge for them to have. And Absolutely. it's even bigger for Greg not to have the handcuff for uh, Dalvin Cook. I don't know if trade talks were ever discussed at all for Greg to acquire Madison, but him not having uh, Madison is huge. So uh, it always seems like Tecmo gets lucky with running backs. And here we are. Same thing. Yeah. And, and one area of concern for Tecmo, I will say for this week, have you guys heard about this Chase Claypool story? Oh, with practice, right? Yeah, so Chase Claypool has been complaining to the media um, about Mike Tomlin and how he kind of coordinates practice, where there's not enough music being played, practice is not fun, and Mike Tomlin responded to the media by saying, Claypool plays wide out, and I'll let him do that. 
I'll formulate the practice approach, and I think that division of labor is appropriate. So uh, I'm, I'm projecting two targets total max for Chase Claypool uh, this Sunday. So Chase Claypool's going to do what DK Metcalf did yesterday. Exactly. Get nothing. Well, I'm picking Tecmo Power Runners. Up next is number 10, Isaiah 4031, versus number 7, Kemp's Crew. Guys, this is Jordan Iwanazin's week without Aaron Rodgers and without Devontae Adams, and it's going to hurt. I'm picking Kemp's Crew. Yeah, chalk it up for a Kemp's Crew. It's chalk. It's over. Yeah, I agree. I think um, it's rough, too, because it's, it's Jordan, um, his backup is Daniel Jones, who right now is not expected to play. Uh, his injury status is in question for this week. So may not may not be able to make it out. And, and as you know, this league, we have a lot of quarterbacks rostered. So yeah. streaming streaming quarterbacks is kind of difficult in this league. Um, and, you know, Joe Mixon's had some really great weeks for Jake. I mean, golly, 32, 24, 28, 25, 26. He's been a monster over the last six fantasy weeks. Um, so, yeah, I, I like Kim's crew as well. Yeah, we'll see what uh, if Amari Cooper is available or not. But Jake getting the trade for Mixon for uh... – Harris, uh, Najee Harris has been huge for him. Harris over the last two games, 16.90, 7.95 points last week. And uh, Joe Mixon, all he's done is just go off 24.30 and 32.30. And uh, I think he's just going to keep it going. So uh, that was a great trade for Jake. Up next, win. Easy. up next is number three, strong side versus number six, Greg Coe. Guys, I will let you take the lead on this. Jordan? Um, yeah, this one's tough. I, I think this is a pretty even matchup. I, you know, I've been surprised the chargers have not, or at least Justin Herbert has not been, he, he's been so spotty this season. You have a 19 point week followed by 37, you have a 50 point week, and then you have a 13 point week, 41 points, and then 24. So he's just kind of been all over the place this year at, at quarterback CD lamb, I think should play this week for Greg. Um, but starting Matt Breida, uh, at running back there is, is, is kind of tough. Um, I, this one's tough. Hey, I'm going to actually, I'm going to give this one to Greg, man. I know, I know that upsets you, but I, I just, I, I can't trust Brandon Bolden. I, I have a share of the new England, um, running back committee and it's not fun. So I get it. Uh, and then Alex Collins as well. So kind of, kind of a rough spot there for you this week at running back. So I'm, I'm going to go with Greg. Yeah, I'm going to probably, yeah, I'm going to go with Greg this week. Um, just having Brandon Bolden going up against, uh, Buffalo, um, Dak playing on a Thursday night game. Not even sure who. I mean, he did it. Let's talk about this. Though. I will say this with uh, Suggs. Um, we were texting, I guess, the day on Thanksgiving about whether he was going to start Cam Newton or Dak. And I was saying he should start Cam, you know, because Dak wasn't going to have any wide receivers at all when they said C.D. Lamb was out. And uh, Suggs decided to put, put Dak in last minute. and uh, Five anyway, minutes before the game. Five minutes before he put in time. I had Cam Newton in five minutes before the game. I decided, you know what? Let's just figure this week out on Thanksgiving. Either yeah. I'm going to go down or uh, it's going to be big. And it yeah. was good. Yep. And uh, so anyways, just – and for uh, Suggs not to have AK out there instead of it's just Alex Collins, um, I, I just think that Greg could probably get the edge here. Looks like Suggs, you're hurting a little bit in the IDP department too this week. Yeah, that's, that right? the, that's the challenge of making these picks before Fab goes through. Yeah. Uh, because there's no reason for me to do anything until after Fab goes through. So I'll probably, yeah. like, roll over in bed in the middle of the night tonight, take a look at my phone, see who's still there. 
when when Micah climbs in my bed and kicks me in the back, that's when I'll know it's time to uh, check. <laughs> by the way, man, Celebrate Recovery just let out at College Side, and the hallway is loud. So can't hear it. Man, things happening over here. Anyway, yeah. uh, if you hear any noise, it's just Steve Garrett being Steve Garrett. Yeah, you're good. There's a lot going on out there. Anyway, uh, yeah, so it's hard to do. It's hard to make picks before uh, because there's going to be some movement. Alvin Alvin Kamara is not completely uh, – it's not determined that he's out yet. I don't feel good because um, I think they're going to rest him one more week. I think Tampa Bay has a chance at stopping Cordero Patterson, maybe. Dalvin Cook's gone. Greg doesn't have the handcuff. I've got some defensive holes to fill, but uh, I feel like we're going to get it done. So uh, I'm going to I'm gonna pick myself reluctantly. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. Up next is number five, IDP still suck versus number two, pace in your face. Guys, strong side in Greg Coe and IDP still suck and pace in your face could both have been matchup of the week, especially the relationship between Jay and Jacob and Jordan Pace. This would have been a great matchup of the week. We'll get to why it's not in just a minute. Uh, Yahoo has this as the closest matchup on paper, strictly because Pace has spots he needs to fill. But when you do, I think you have too much firepower, and I think you're going to take care of it. Zach? Yeah, um, I think as well, I think uh, that Pace is going to edge this one out this week. Uh, Kirk Cousins can't even find his center. Uh, I don't know if y'all saw that. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, things I'd like a statement from IDP still suck about that by the way um but yeah I just think um yeah like he said you've got just way too much firepower on your team and uh, I think that you are you're going to win this week uh did you hear any statement from IDP still suck about them uh last week starting who was it that was out somebody was out on their team yeah they, they had like zero running backs like Michael Carter went to IR uh, and of course, they have Derrick Henry, who's on IR. Tariq Cohen's been on the pup list. Zach Moss had a concussion. Uh, Jacob Adams actually came to my house Sunday. We watched the, the, the Titans-Patriots game, unfortunately, together at my house. And I was kind of going through the lineups, and I was just like, dude, what's going on at, at, uh, with your team? Because they were just getting um, just beat down by Jake. He's like, what do you mean? We have no running backs. So, yeah, I think they're well aware. It's a sore subject. Um, you know, I used to come on this podcast and make the picks every week, and I haven't been able to do this in a while. And In the past, I would come on. And unlike Matt, I think sometimes I would pick against myself. Um, not saying that I'm like more aware or anything. I, just, I think it's just fun sometimes to to be negative and pick your, pick against yourself. Uh, but I'm not doing that this week because I don't get to come on here very often. So I'm picking pace in your face. I don't think it's going to be very close. Cooper Cup. Uh, you know, I mentioned earlier. I think that Matt Stafford's going to have a big week against the Jags, and I think that's going to be because of Cooper Cup, number ten, who is going to probably have the best fantasy receiver fantasy season for a receiver that we've seen since i don't know calvin johnson i think he's on pace to break some records um man what a pick guys so yeah I'm (laughs) cooper cup is predicted to get quarterback numbers this week it's like it's like 24 points i hope it happens man i said this a few weeks ago but picking austin eckler and cooper cup well done well done pace sir all right guys it's time it's time for the matchup of the week. It's finally time. Tuck your shirts in. Stop your yelling. 
Because it's now time for the Witch Crack Elected Big Dogs Matchup of the Week! Ugh. Jordan, how does it, how does it feel to uh, talk after that bumper? And I feel like we've had three versions of that bumper where you've you've uh, added some master uh, edits to it over the over the time, and I think now it's perfected. I love everything about it. It's like a movie trailer. Um, real quick before we get to this matchup, though, because you know obviously West Coast Wombats are involved, so we have to talk East Coast Wombats, and it's it's pretty fitting that that Ross would give that intro to to their matchup. But <laughs> Ross has he's changed characters or turned heel so many times since he's joined the league from the days of him, like proclaiming himself as the host of the podcast where he had this like fake feud with me uh, to pretending that he didn't love getting drilled in the back by Zach with tennis balls. Um, Cause he had this weird, like subdued podcast appearance where he like took the high road and wouldn't talk trash to where he just like would straight up yell. And now he's telling us to stop our yelling. Um, the evolution of Ross, it's just been incredible. Um, you know, he's changed careers, as we heard from Collins earlier. He's changed the loser quarterback jersey from Tebow to Baker and, and whatever he decides to wear at the draft. He's become a father in the last year. It's just uh, the evolution of Ross. It's been fun to watch. Yeah. He, um, It's a shame that he didn't send anything in this week. Yeah, I can't believe it. Hear this, Ross. You knew Jordan Pace was going to co-host this week. You had your shot. And you hey, did not take it. Why don't we just call him? Are you for real? I mean, maybe not. Do it. I mean, this is old school. Let's yeah. give it a shot. Yeah. Ross is probably nursing right now. You heard that right. <laughs> um, yeah, but the, the reason this is the matchup of the week and not, I, I would, you know, Yahoo's matchup. Wait, wait, are you dialing him up, Zach? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, the, the matchup of the week in Yahoo is, is pace in your face versus um idps based on the rankings you know two versus five but 12 versus 14 is the best matchup because of the ice bucket contention so um matt i think you've got some notes on this matchup yeah just um you know tell of the tape this week big orange bullies and you had to go with the uh the the two players the co-managers so and this kind of surprised me but chase gaw is 206 and 166 and he's currently in two fantasy leagues carver moore is two fifty nine and two twenty two in fantasy football. He is currently playing in four fantasy football leagues. Who he, is Carver? Carver. Carver. Two okay, fifty. So I'm sorry. What's his record? Two fifty nine and two twenty two. Wow. Carver Moore has a better fantasy. Well, I mean, Carver Moore's played some fantasy football, guys. Yeah, apparently. So you know, Chase needs to throw some respect his co manager's way here. I will say that uh, you can look up, and I didn't know this till today, but you can see the other leagues that everybody's playing in. Chase Gaw is currently playing in two leagues, and he is in first place in the other league he's playing in. Wow. So, so clearly Carver's bringing down Chase is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Maybe so. Chase definitely threw him under the bus a few weeks ago. Uh, West Coast Wombats, Matt Collins has a 57-71 and 71 record in fantasy football. Currently in one league, Courtney Norton has a 61-56 and 56 record, currently also in one league. They have played three times with Big Orange Bullies leading the series 2-1. to one. Big Orange Bullies also beat Exotic Smash Mouth when Matt Collins played solo a few years ago. So, um, like you said, Jordan, the implications of this week 
are the reason it's the matchup of the week. It's all about the ice bucket. If the West Coast Wombats can pull off a win, Big Orange Bullies enter the ice bucket conversation. Zach, what do you think is going to happen? Man, I really want to uh, – I really – want to see what their west coast is going to do first with all of their idps who are out just like your sucks um they've got a lot of guys on by this week um and here we are looking at it the the night before waivers it's, it's just tough to tell um if i'm looking strictly at the offenses though without the idps there um i do not repeat do not like matt ryan at all going up against tampa bay um mm-hmm. that is just that's no good you gotta hope dk <laughs> Maybe since uh, a lot of people are talking about him taking the night off uh, last night, which I really appreciated, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe he'll he'll get some more passes. Mooney's look good. You got to hope Fournette can bounce back like he has, and uh, that the Muth is uh, cleared from concussion protocol. <laughs> and you got to hope that uh, Elijah Moore. Listen, Zach Wilson is terrible, and as long as Zach Wilson is not the quarterback, Elijah Moore is going to go off. Um, so they've got the, they've got the pieces on offense to pull this off. They're just really hurting at quarterback, and uh, I'm just not sure what they're going to do with their IDPs in that situation. Over on Big Orange Bullies, though, um, I think they have a lot of you know Tyree Kill could go off any minute. Justin Jefferson, two excellent wide receivers. Derek Carr's been great. I'm not sure about their running back situation. So offensively, I would give the edge to West Coast, um, but I'm not sure about their IDP. So right now, I'll go with Big Orange Bullies. Yeah, I mean, this time in the NFL is playoff implication time. You start seeing the in the hunt graphics on on all the the networks. And and this time of year is when everyone starts thinking about head-to-head matchups and how important those are. This head-to-head matchup right here is for the ice bucket, I think, in my opinion. And if West Coast Wombats, they they have to win this game and win next week with Big Orange Bullies losing. Um, for them to to kind of come out of of the ice bucket, in my opinion. Because I've already said that Tecmo is beating Rush this week. Um, so I don't know. I just, I, I see this as the week where Matt and Courtney start prepping for, for that ice bucket. Um, you know, big orange bullies, Chase and Carver, they're a good 200 points above West coast wombats, um, in total points scored. And so it's going to require a lot of help for the West coast wombats to, to even have a shot, um, out of the ice bucket. Um, I know of some people, some other managers in this league who would love nothing more than to see Matt and Courtney, West Coast Wombats. What's cracker lacking? Big Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back, the original host of the <laughs> Fantasy Football, CMB Fantasy Football Podcast, the one and only Viva Las Vegas. Oh, Viva Las Vegas. Blast from Thank the past. You for letting me be on the show tonight, for letting me take back the reins of being the original host to get on here and talk about how horrible West Coast Wombats are. The worst team in the league. Get them out. You know, I think we should start doing a thing where if you are the second-to-last place team in the league, you should be kicked out. So uh, let's go ahead and just kick them out and be done with it because they're horrible. They don't have any good players. Worst team in the league. Let's get them out. Ross, stop talking so I can say hello to you. Good gracious. Jordan Pace, it's so good to see you, hear, hear your voice. I see your face on my phone. I don't really see, actually see you, but I can hear you. It's good to hear you and good to, you as well. good to see your face. Ross, it was a perfect transition because we were just talking about West Coast Wildbats when you joined, and you would have uh, enjoyed what I had to say about you right, right before you jumped on. I was, I was saying some nice flattery things about how, Ross, you evolved over the years. You used to line up and get hit with tennis balls. You'd come on and yell, and now you're telling us to, to stop yelling. And um, That's right. Chuck yeah, your shirts fi- in, stop yelling, and 
uh, get to business. That's what's going on. Well, Ross, you had said that the people who are in second to last place should be kicked out. West Coast Wombats is currently in last, and if they lose this week, they're probably getting the ice bucket. Have you had any ideas of how you'd like them to, to take the ice bath? Um, it needs to be really, really, really bad. And, it, you know, it doesn't need to be – it doesn't need to be like in the summer or, you know, when we do, when we do our uh, uh, draft because it's really warm outside then. It needs to be outside like in the middle of the freezing cold – uh, and all they need to have on are, is speedos. That's it. And uh, and then just dump just tons and tons of ice water on them. Like I'm talking about like trash can fools. Would you like to be the honorary dumper of the ice water? Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt, without a doubt. <laughs> Guys, how po- how poetic will it be if the Almond Brothers get to dump the ice this year? Interesting. <laughs> Good talk. <laughs> is he there? Huh? Yeah. Ross, you there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Ross, stay on really quick. I, I need. I, I want to go ahead and segue to this. I interviewed Matt Collins uh, about last week's matchup, about this week's matchup, and uh, I just wanted to play what he had to say, and then you guys can all comment on it. Here is Matt Collins. Hey, we are here with Matt Collins. Matt Collins, how's it going, man? Hello. This this is a uh, quick interview. I just uh, blitzkrieged you in your office because apparently it's the only way to get you to come on the podcast. It's the only way. Yeah. Not even a good way, but it is the only way. Youth ministry is busy. Yes. Busy things happening. Well, you last week went into Monday Night Football. I've said on the podcast every week, Monday Night Football makes me nervous. You went into Monday Night Football needing DK Metcalf to do something he did nothing. What are your thoughts to losing to H&F and uh, sitting squarely in the bottom of uh, the Ice Bucket Challenge discussion? DK Metcalf has been a disaster this entire year. The past three games specifically, he's had like less than seven points every game or something like that. He's terrible, and I don't like him as a person mm. or or his hair. It's probably <laughs> Russell Wilson's fault too, right? Russell has been, yeah, he doesn't want to be there. It's pretty obvious. Um, and DK is not is not a benefactor of Russell's kindness because he has no kindness in him right now. Jake Stanifer earlier um, gave us some of his favorite moments in the podcast because this is our 150th episode, and all of his favorite moments had to do with you hosting the podcast. So how do you feel being Jake Stanford's favorite podcast host? I actually feel pretty good considering I stole DeAndre Hopkins from him this year. Turns out he made a great pick by not actually getting DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> so, Jake, once again, congratulations. I've helped you out one more time. I've given you laughs, and I've given you the avoidance of a terrible player this year. Your matchup of the week. You are matchup of the week this week against Big Orange Bullies. So it's good to be here. Yeah, yeah. number 12 versus number 14. Uh-huh. If you beat them, then they will enter the ice bucket discussion. So do you guys have anything to say to the Big Orange Bullies this week? I feel like there's enough turmoil on the Big Orange Bullies without me having to enter in any kind of trash talk. I do, however, think they would make a great ice bucket slash losing champion. I would love to see Chase and Carver endure some kind of defeat um, this week and also in the future. All right. Well, hey, thanks for the quick interview. Do you have any words for Ross before we uh, let you go? (laughs) Ross, you are a disaster. That's all I have to say to you. Reed, you're probably a good guy. (laughs) All right. Hey, thanks, Matt. Yep. Ross? First off, out of the 150 episodes that 
has happened with the CMB Fantasy Football Podcast. That was probably the worst interview. I fell asleek um, almost. Uh, and, uh, second off, um, you know, if it came to to East Coast Wombats winning the whole entire league, or which you're not West going Coast to losing, losing, I would always every day pick up West, pick West Coast losing. Um, for, and another thing is, I actually like DK Metcalf's hair. I think it's a good color. I like it. Um, but Matt Collins, trash, trash. That's all I'm going to say. Um, Ross, he doesn't can we, need it. Can we come Do up I? with some bet between you and West Coast? Do you think that you will finish – that East Coast will finish higher than West Coast this year? Can you guarantee that? Mm, yes. Just write it down. Guarantee. Okay. I feel like we need to have some kind of bet, some kind of consequence. Maybe it's a nerf throw. You come to the office or something like that. Um, yeah. You know, like just call it a business trip and come back to the office for one in the morning stuff, uh, the podcast recording. Okay. Let's, I'll make it happen. Yeah. Ross, any last words for us on episode 150? Uh, thanks for uh, everything. Uh, this is something that uh, I know that I look forward to every week is uh, uh, listening to, to you guys in all seriousness. I know that I uh, say a bunch of crazy stuff, but uh, in all seriousness, I appreciate the time and effort that uh, you guys have put into this and continue to put into it. And uh, so just thanks a lot. And, um, uh, one last thing, uh, West Coast is horrible, and I hate them. So there you go. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Ross. Thanks, Thanks Ross. guys. Jordan, what's your pick, man? Yeah, yeah, Big Orange Bullies. It's um, This is this is the week. I don't think we've had it happen before where with still a week to go in the regular season, um, you know, two weeks before that we've, we've crowned an ice bucket winner. Uh, but I think it's going to happen this year. I think West Coast is going to lose in – I think it's going to be a pretty exciting. I would, I would, without even seeing what their ice bucket is, I'm going to put it in, in second place all time with the ice buckets. Zach, yeah, I'm going with the uh, big orange bullies. You know, like I said before, the we got interrupted there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just think there's a lot going on there with West Coast. See what they can do with the IDP situation. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, big orange bullies right now. Guys, Big Orange Bullies wide receiver spot is way better. With DeAndre Swift out, West Coast Wombats, I feel like, have the edge in the running back spot. West Coast Wombat has a lot of holes to fill. I think they're going to do that. And I'm going to pick the West Coast Wombats. I think the Ice Bucket Challenge is about to get interesting. I've picked Tecmo this week. I've picked West Coast Mm -hmm. Wombats this week. The crazy thing is, even if Tecmo and West Coast win – Big Orange Bullies will still be in 12th place because of their points. So, But they will be one step closer. So that's the matchup of the week this week. Guys, that's all I've got this week. You got anything else? Yeah, I just wanted to say real quick, I, one thing we, we didn't get to talk about too much was just some of the really cool things we've, we've been able to do with this podcast. Just just a couple of friends like getting together and talking fantasy football. Uh, outside of the league, we, you know, we interviewed John McLean, the Houston Chronicle, who is like, you know, pretty established reporter around the league. I know Zach, you've seen him when he was on Rich Eisen or Dan Patrick. I mean, he's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Um, you know, Mike Keith, the play-by-play voice for the Titans. We had on some fantasy football experts. I think Zach Kiefer from the Colts, Mike DeRocca from the Jags. It was just cool to get, to get to talk with those people. Um, and then I also remember the people that turned us down. And we Zach would send like the, the <laughs> shameless email. And yeah. I'd say, I, I think one guy, Stephen Holder from – uh, the Indy Star, formerly now he's with the Athletic, covers the Colts. I think he literally said, "I don't do stuff like that." <laughs> so <laughs> that was 
That was fun too. You you remember the nose, the people that, that turned you away yeah. or whatever. But I, I think it was just this whole like process of doing the podcast has been one of my favorite lessons in just the worst thing that can happen is people say no. Oh yeah. And I can't remember. I'm, I remember us sending emails to people and I'm thinking, I cannot believe we are sending this email, you know, to this individual. Um, and, you know, sometimes they would say yes, and we could not believe it. You know, I think one of the highlights for sure was getting the voice of the Titans, Mike Keith on. And uh, <laughs> remember, he acted like he really knew you or something. Pace? I mean, I, I had interviewed him twice for the Herald Citizen, but I was like, this guy talks to so many people. There's no way he actually remembers me. But yeah, he had that great line. But he thinks, did he think that? Then, uh, he owe, then don't, don't I owe him owe money? Him? He says, he says, Jordan Pace, that guy owes me money. That guy owes yeah. me money. That <laughs> was like, it. sorry. What? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, John McClain could not be nicer. Um, all the, all the people that came on, we had many times we had technical difficulties. It was right when, um, right at the beginning of like zoom kind of taking off when we should have bought yeah. stock, you know, and absolutely. And we had all kind of technical issues and we had multiple of those, uh, of, of the people, just being very patient with us, very kind, uh, so very appreciative to them. Yeah, and one of those people, this is actually, uh, real quick, Matt, the uh, last segment, the Tweet of the Week. Tweet of the Week! So speaking of guests that we had on previously, James Coe, who was formerly of the NFL Network, was one of the guests, Zach, I would say he's probably the one we had the most te- yes. technical difficulties with. Yeah, I thought uh, we'd lose him there, yeah. <laughs> I did too. So he, he hung out and, and hung on with us. Uh, but he tweeted this past week, he said that Kendrick Warren, uh, the Patriots wide receiver of Kemp's crew, has more fantasy points than Dalvin Cook this season. And in all caps, fantasy football, baby. So I did not realize Kendrick Warren has um, has had such a huge season. But yeah, it just kind of blew me away, that stat. Kendrick, yeah, Bourne, yeah. Kendrick Bourne's the one that got away from me. Jake offered me Kendrick Bourne straight up for Allen Robinson, and I turned him down. Mm. And uh, definitely the one that got away because Alan Robinson. No, thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, uh, for John McClain and everyone else that joined on, just wanted to say thanks. And to you guys, too, Zach and Matt, you know, I've been friends with both of you for much longer than this podcast has been around. Zach, you and I, especially, we go back almost 15 years when you and Sarah first started working at Team Side. Matt, I in- interned for you yeah, like, seven years ago. Uh, and you both were in my wedding in some capacity. Matt officiated, Zach, you photographed. So and I, I held know. the photo booth up. That's yeah, right. I, that's right. You guys have been in my life for so long, and I just I just want uh, you guys to know I, I appreciate you guys having me on, and I'm happy to join whenever. Um, friends forever, all that good stuff. <laughs> Zach, I, called, Zach, I enjoyed – We should have called TP. That's right. Yeah. yeah, We'll save that for 200. Yeah. Zach, I always enjoy doing this with you every week. Jordan, we could not do episode 150 without you. Join us anytime, but See you only guys, on 200. only on Wednesdays at eight thirty a.m. when we record. <laughs> yeah, right. So, no, guys, thank you, guys. It's been a pleasure, Jordan. Enjoy the French onion soup. We'll see you <laughs> for episode one fifty one. We're out. Thanks, guys. That's a W. That's E one.